Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, as the This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way, we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 570. Of cognitive dissonance and Cecil, yeah, buddy, you're scheduled. You're you're vaccine scheduled. I am. I, I I took a cue from you, and it turns out that uh, that my work and a pre-existing condition of Sarah will get us into uh, the new bracket. So and amazing! Since there's literally no openings within <laughs> 200 miles of Chicago for several for a couple weeks, probably, yeah. I figure I might as well do it as soon as I possibly can. And to be honest. I actually am am looking to to uh, I'm actually preferring the Johnson and Johnson vaccine over the other ones uh, because there is uh, some some uh, talk that the that the variants the variants that we're mm-hmm. exposed to it it's a little more effective because it was actually at a trial during those times in those places yeah and, and the the trials in the United States for Pfizer and Moderna were during low times in the United States. And so their efficacy rates may be boosted by those because there might not have been as much ch- chance for transmission, but it was later and in different parts of the world where Johnson & Johnson was uh, was tested. And so while it has a lower efficacy rate, it might not matter as much and it might be actually a little more protective. So, and it's one shot over two. There's a lot of benefits. And so I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And you know, it was interesting. I watched a video recently about the vaccine efficacy and they were saying that it might not even be the best measure for which to choose and to look at the vaccine because, you know, you may still get it, but nobody who's gotten the vaccine has been to the hospital with COVID. And so in some ways, all of them are 100% effective for what you want them to do, which is not give you lingering symptoms, not give you a, a, a hospital stay. And those are the things that we're looking to prevent, not just not getting it, you know? The the strength of these vaccines are really miracles. Like yeah. these are, I mean, they are they yeah. are not miraculous. They are, they, are the, they are breakthroughs. That is exactly yeah. right, Cecil. Yeah. That is perfectly right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the, the technology that went into these uh, vaccines is revolutionary. Like yeah. it, it, it stands it's amazing. to change 
you know, there, there was there was a moment in history where we didn't have, and I know it doesn't work exactly finger click, right? But like there was a moment in history where there were no antibiotics. Yeah. And many of the um many of the pathogens that now respond to antibiotics, which seem mundane, would be life altering or deadly, right? Sure. So something as like simple as strep throat, which I get right. oh, oh, strep throat, like who gives a shit? You get antibiotics, you literally feel better the next day. It's wiped out almost every time through the course of antibiotics. It's, it's such a non-issue to get strep throat. That shit could, like, 100 years ago, like, before there was antibiotics, you'd go blind. You could die. Yeah. That shit, I mean, like, these yeah. things were big deal things. I think we stand on the cusp right now of a similar type of revolution. That'd a revolution amazing. where viruses and other diseases may become treatable using technology platforms, which accelerated because of the coronavirus at a pace, yeah. which is just incredible, which they is had just to do absolutely it. incredible. They had and, to do it. And they're talking about cancer now being the next target with these, this uh, mRNA stuff. And they're saying that it could revolutionize how we do chemotherapy because chemotherapy now gets you get really sick and it fucks you up and it's really not great. And like you lose hair and like people, I have a, I have a friend right now who's having chemo done and he lives in South Dakota and you know, acquaintance. He's not really a friend of yeah. mine, but he's somebody I know. And I've known him for many years, over 20 years. And, uh, and he looks like a shell of his former self, literally a shell. Like it just doesn't, I, I saw a photo of him recently because he took a picture of himself after he started, you know, started losing his hair and stuff. And I just, it seriously doesn't even look like the same person. I just, I stop and I, you could see his eyes and you could see the sort of similar structure, but it looks like a hundred percent different because this stuff is ravaging his body to try to stop the cancer. Yeah. And this stuff, evidently this MRNA, they're hoping that if they can use this stuff and, and use it in the right way, that it'll be like getting, it'll feel like getting the flu, about, you know, a bad cold. Yeah to try to fight the cancer, which is so much better than feeling like you literally fell into a fucking nuclear reactor or something. Yeah, you well, know? when you when you read the story of of the mRNA vaccines, they, they literally took the gene sequence and within a day. Yeah. Within a day, because the base technology, it what one of the things that is so amazing about this is that the base technology for the mRNA vaccines is readily adaptable to many different yeah. problems that our system so, so they literally, they got the gene sequence and within a day they were like, all right, well, here's the vaccine and that's it. it we, we are opening ourselves up to a world where we could really create genuinely individualized bespoke style treatments based on a gene sequence of exactly what the fuck is wrong with you. Wow. Specifically. Yeah. And that's that is crazy. really amazing because you can do gene sequencing faster than ever before. The technology, the computing power, all of those things, they get cheaper, they scale up in ways that they've never scaled up before. As time goes on, the need and desire for that will only increase. It, we, we are on the cusp of this amazing revolution in disease and disease prevention. And, I, and it's so crazy to read through our email, Cecil, just this evening and be simultaneously on the cusp of this next breakthrough and this next world-changing kind of moment in, in our history, in human history, and then at the same time have like all these stories from listener after listener who's like, yeah, my Uncle Joe isn't getting the vaccine and nobody will wear a mask yep. and like, yep. 
Yep. We're yep. living in two worlds, man. We're living in we're living in two Americas. We're living in one America that is building, you know, uh, mRNA based vaccines yeah. in 24 hours and sending fucking perseverance robots to Mars. And then we're also living in an America where people are like, piece of cloth over my nose. Hey, no way, not for me. Don't give me none of them Bill Gates micro chips yep. in my body. Yep, yep. What 100%. the fuck? 100%. There is, there is a there is a whole hundred million Yosemite Sams out there yeah. that will not, they're not going to wear a mask. Every time they see a mask, they shoot holes into it. <laughs> it's just insane. It's insane, man. It's insane. But I am, I am genuinely happy. I'm going to be going, I'm going to be doing the 10 hour drive you. like you did. Yeah. Five hours down, five hours back. My wife and I'll be going tomorrow. So a week after you got vaccinated, I'll be getting vaccinated. That is so, so exciting. I am, I am genuinely with, super pumped May, for you, buddy. By May, we're back. We should be in the same room together. Oh. So by May, by May, we'll oh. be good. We're ordering food again together. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, uh, reunited. Right. We got to figure out what we're gonna drink our first night together. Yeah, we. Uh, I want to see if we can, because because Heath stole like the last bottle of. Uh, Blanton's from from Kentucky this last couple of weeks ago. Maybe we could see if we could get that up. We got to try to get that. So, yeah. I mean, mass shootings happen anywhere that there's a crowd, a movie theater, a nightclub, a church. You may remember one recently that happened in Las Vegas at the concert. Okay. Concerts make sense. Because the singer was singing narco corridos about a rival cartel member, so they shot him to send a message. No, actually, the singer wasn't hurt. He was aiming at the singer. Missed and shot some innocent bystanders? No, he was aiming at the innocent bystanders. Because they were in a rival cartel. No one was in a cartel. The shooter had a blood feud with his victims. The shooter did not know his victims. He took their money after he killed him. Shot himself. He didn't get anything out of it. Okay. I'm not going to get this. Where are, you, where are you going? Oh, I'm just going back to Central America. It is super dangerous, but they have rules that I can understand. Can't argue with that. <laughs> All right, well, uh, it's been a week, so we've got to talk about another mass shooting, I guess. Jesus Christ, Tom. Oh, by the way, by the way, uh, whoever had that bet with you that it was going to be a woman, they lost. Pay up. You have to become a a $1,000 patron. Tom would have been been a a $100,000 patron to you. Right. But I was ready. This is how it works. We need that $1,000 patron to sign up. Go to patreon.com <laughs> slash dissonancepod or dissonancepod.com and it's Patreon at the bottom. We expect all those people who made that bet with Tom to sign up as $1,000 patrons. Easiest money it's, it's easy. ever. <laughs> you knew it was going to be a dude, right? Of course I mean, it's going to be a dude. Be a dude. The odds are uh, ever in our favor, yeah, Cecil. Yeah. yeah. Well, this guy uh, yeah. had... Terrible, terrible. He had a, uh, an AR-15... That uh, he bought a couple days before. Yep. Three yep. days before, something like that. Can I go out on a limb and talk about the gun shape issue real quick? Because this is something that's, that's popped up a little bit. And I, I know we're going to get shit from, from people on this. So I, I'm going to preface it by saying I, I fucking know we're going to get shit. Yeah. There is, there are measures after this shooting which won't go anywhere and will end up uh, stalling yeah, in our fail bloated, sure. failed Congress to, um, again, ban the sale of assault rifles, right? And I know that there's going to be people who are like, there's no such thing as an assault rifle. It's just a look, a shape. And I've seen that so fucking many times. And I do want to make this comment. 
That's fucking nonsense, and you know it. You fucking know it. The shape of the gun, and I shoot. So Cecil shoots, I shoot. We're yeah, not people no that don't guns. know guns. I know, I know what gun, I know well, guns right. work, and I shoot them yeah. a the couple shape, times a year at least. The shape of the fucking gun makes a difference to the performance of the gun. Sure. Pretending that like, wow, there's no such thing as an assault rifle. What does that really mean? It's really just a look, a shape. Yeah, the shape fucking matters. You know, barrel length makes a difference. The, the, Huge difference. The, the shape, the the um, style of the receiver, the, all these things, they make a fucking difference. If you've ever bought a long gun in your life, the first thing you do is shoulder it, right? The very first thing you do when you're handed a long gun, you're considering whether to buy it, is you shoulder it to see its fit. They make assault rifles shaped the way that they do because it allows for that rifle to be accurate, and to come on target quickly. That is why, that's why they're all shaped. They, they don't make them shaped like other shit. They make them shaped like that so that they can move quickly and accurately from target to target. That's the shapes. That's the design. I have, uh, I have shot many different shotguns in my life. And shotgun is my preferred gun to shoot, right? So I yep. know a little bit more about shotguns than I do about long guns, other long guns. I have a, I own a Benelli Supersport. Now this is a, uh, it's a semi-automatic shotgun. And this shotgun has in it a, a large spring that reduces recoil and then reloads the, the, the shell. So when I expel a shell, the, re, the, the recoil is reduced, meaning I can get on target faster and it allows a new shell to come in. So, you know, it, it reloads the gun. It is specifically designed with that heavy spring to reduce those things, to reduce muzzle lift, to reduce those types of things, to let me get on target faster so I can take multiple shots, in this case, at a bird, right? Because it's a, right. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hunting gun or, or a trap gun. So it's specifically made to shoot clay pigeons or birds. And so it, it allows me to get back on target faster. It has sights that are specifically made for a long barrel. I have shot little stubby barrels before. I remember there's a buddy of ours brought out a tiny, yeah. he had a home defense shotgun. <laughs> it was a, it's a, a tiny little shotgun. It, its barrel couldn't have been more than 15 or 20 inches long. The barrel on my shotgun is 30 inches, I think. It's something, yeah, something lovely. That's huge yeah. barrel, really long. My gun, Braggy. when I pull my gun out, people are like, holy shit, that, <laughs> your barrel's huge. And I'm like, it's the only thing that I own that's huge, okay? <laughs> Just understand, I got to accept these compliments. But no, genuinely- Have you seen my it, compensator? <laughs> Comparison, Tom. In comparison to that little guy. Yeah. When, remember where we're pulling trap and we're throwing yeah. him with the, with the home defense yeah. shotgun. You can't hit fuck all with it. Because every time anything's more than seven feet away from it, it can't hit it anymore. Right. It's yeah. literally. So the gun's design necess necessarily dictates how it's used. Right. It necessarily. You can't yep. go duck hunting with a stubby shotgun. You just can't do it. <laughs> now you can. You can. Yep. You can fucking shoot a guy coming into your house, or yep. you can go in and you could blow away a bunch of people in a small grocery store pretty easily with a small shotgun. I would have a much harder time because I would be swinging around a giant barrel. They're made specifically for it. I mean, just like it just there's just one example. They're made for this. Thank you. I'm so tired of that. Like, oh, it's just, it's just a look. No, I mean the 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 shape of the fucking thing dictates its purpose. Yeah, yeah. and it, it makes it more or less useful for that purpose. I'm, I am, I am done with that argument. I can't fucking stand that argument. So we had a, another fucking horrible mass murder. Ten people shot to death at a King Super, um, and this was in. 
Colorado. Colorado. Boulder. Yeah, Colorado needs another fucking public shooting like it needs one of the many, many holes in its head, um, which have been created by mass shootings. Yeah, mass shootings. Um, and of yeah. course, the fucking idiots are out and about um, chatting. This one, Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert yeah. is a uh, she, a freshman. I believe she's freshman in Congress. Freshman, freshman Congresswoman. Uh, real quick, I mean, just outstanding credentials, guys. Outstanding yeah. credentials. Uh, she does have a GED, and that is the extent of her education. <laughs> so I, you know, I'm just saying that when we have spoken on this show about prerequisites for public office, maybe if you're going to be a lawmaker. A GED is not the prerequisite that we should be looking for. And I'm not people, saying that everybody with a GED is dumb. That is not no, at all what I'm implying. No, I have. I, so I'm not trying to imply that. I have friends of mine. I have, fr I have family who have GEDs. Yeah. Like I, I know. I and I don't think it's a bad thing. Like it's a no. You there's many reasons why somebody might. You get weren't a GED. good at school. Right. You weren't good at school. You didn't. You. you, you it, it didn't work for you. You wound up getting a GED. Then you moved on into your life and you did other things. That's perfectly fine. That's that's 100 fine. But I think that you definitely need to be good at some school to continue on to be a lawmaker. I think you have to be good at some school. Period. Yeah. I think you just have to. I, be. I think that it's just reasonable to say that there are certain jobs which require a higher level of education. It doesn't make you a you better be or astronaut. worse or even a smarter person. You can't but be like, an astronaut without a college degree. You can't be an architect. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of things. There's There are many things that you just can't do. I yeah. don't know. Maybe making laws should be one of those things. You can't be a, a, a commercial jet pilot, I think, with without perfect vintage vision. You right. Know, like, there there's are some things you just, you just prerequisites. You just yep. need them. So this story comes from The Independent. This is fucking insane. So Lauren Boebert ridiculed for claims that no gun laws could have stopped Colorado shooter. Here's her tweet. She said, there are no gun laws that would have stopped Ahmed Al-Issa, I may be mispronouncing that, from killing 10 Americans in cold blood. Big government gun grabs are not the ish answer to the issue of violence in our nation. And there's some great responses to this. One of them, which I think is great, is, no current gun laws would have stopped this. That's correct. And that is also the problem. Yep. We need those laws. There yeah. are gun laws that would have stopped this. For example, a ban on guns, which is an extreme example, <laughs> right? It's an extreme sure, fucking example. Yeah. But like, yeah. yeah, a ban on guns would have stopped this because the guy didn't have a gun. Then he went to the store and bought a gun. It would have stopped him from buying the fucking gun. We, we could have, we could have, background checks that are more, much more significant that require that people uh, vet you for, um, you know, sure. uh, your character, your mental health, because this guy has, according to reports, some significant mental health okay. problems and a history and of violence, violence, violence in his right? history. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that is a law which, which absolutely could have done that a longer waiting period could have done that guy bought a gun and relatively quickly thereafter, second mass shooting in the span of what, seven or eight days where somebody sure. bought a gun and pretty much fucking immediately thereafter used it to kill a bunch of people. And finally, like Boulder themselves, the city of Boulder had passed a local ordinance banning assault rifles in Boulder. That law was overturned by the state Supreme Court who said that sure. cities, for whatever reason, don't have the authority to put into place laws regulating firearms. They did the same thing here in Chicago. Yeah, well, it is, uh, didn't the city, didn't the one in the city of Chicago get overturned after the Supreme Court decision? That yeah, handgun specifically. Yeah, it was the Supreme Court. Yeah, it was a Supreme Court because there, there were there was a handgun ban in Chicago. You right. couldn't own a handgun. 
Right. I couldn't own a handgun for years here. So, it's, it, yeah. Like, pretending that you can't pass a law that would fix this problem is like, what? Well, you're really unimaginative. Magazine capacity. Magazine capacity could have changed things, too. Man, you know? There's what a is lot the of fucking argument? Like what? Like let's let's imagine for a moment though. Let's just imagine Cecil that um, it wouldn't change anything, but we did it anyway. Let's imagine we banned assault rifles and we banned high capacity magazines. And they're defining high capacity, by the way, as ten shots and over. You don't need ten shots for anything. The fuck do you need ten shots for anything? You don't need that for deer. You shoot at a deer, it runs away if you don't hit it. Yeah. You don't need that. Yeah. yeah. There's no need for, so let's say we banned these things and then we were wrong and the mass shootings continued. There's also no harm that, that befell anybody. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, people on the are one, clearly still as dangerous as they were before. Right. So it doesn't, yeah, doesn't matter. It's amazing to me that proponents of home defense will, on the one side of their mouth, they'll say, they'll, they'll bring out that argument that like banning assault rifles is meaningless because assault rifle as a term doesn't have a, a definition it's just a shape that scares people, right? And on the other side of their mouth, they'll say, I want to buy an assault rifle because it's the most efficient weapon to yeah. defend my home against right. intruders. Why right. would that be? I don't know. Maybe because it's a particularly it scary, efficient Tom. weapon at killing people. No, it looks scary. Right? What the fuck? Yeah. Hey, so does an eye patch and a falchion in your hand. You look like a pirate. <laughs> okay? Try that for home defense. Put a parrot on your shoulder. We you should know, just all have a moat full of alligators. Get a, get a fucking crow's nest in the middle of the <laughs> fucking lawn and just stand out there all night. And anybody that comes in your yard, you just scream avast and then swing down at them. Like, look, there's plenty of ways to That's defend your home. That's why I carry home. a dagger between my yeah. teeth all the time. <laughs> all the time. I, I don't even have stairs. I descend the stairs by launching that dagger into a sail and then zipping my way down it. I have. That's I do that to the curtains too. It's perfect. <laughs> enough. And then I have a, I have a whole crew cut purses that follow me around. <laughs> Look, there's ways to maintain safety in your house if you turn it into a pirate ship, guys. I think that's what we needed to do. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if people just live in a world that is it's, full of armed home invasions that I'm unaware well, of. It's not the know, purge. I'm any, it just doesn't happen. We don't you don't need to defend your house against armed intruders. There's not marauders. It's not fucking fire road or whatever. What, what's crazy to me is that is that we hear the same argument all the time and you're like, yeah, you know, it'd be a lot safer if there weren't guns, period. Right. And I say that as a gun owner, it'd be a lot safer. You know, I, I, I'll take my chances all day and twice on Sunday with a guy with a knife versus a gun. All day and twice on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, are you kidding you know what me? I mean, like, like if you if you said I'm going to put a guy in this room with you, he's going to have a knife or he's going to have a gun. Which do you choose? Knife. I mean, a, a knife all day. Knife. It's, you don't have to do anything to kill someone with a gun. It's literally. I mean, it's the most it's the most stress free way to kill someone. <laughs> it's just like ping, ping, ping. It's one calorie of energy, yeah. and you point it in their general direction. People that are like super into guns talk about guns with this kind of like reverence as if as if using a gun is this thing that requires this extensive it's training but right. it, it doesn't if you've no. like i've taught i've taught so many people in my life how to shoot it takes 30 minutes before people yeah. are shooting yeah. things with reasonable yeah. accuracy yeah. i mean yeah. if you look at a whole bunch of these mass shootings these people are not people who've like trained for years you know doing quick draw exercises and all the rest of your tactical drills they go out and they buy a gun and they show up and they kill a bunch of unarmed people because it's real, real it's simple to do. Easy. Super easy. Super easy. They're not yeah. complicated. They're pointing tubes. 
Yeah. They're made to be uncommon. Yeah. They're made so the bottom 10% of every graduating class can pick one up and go defend and our freedom. A bunch of people. And you know, the thing is, is, is these people talk about this. They talk about this, this specifically as if this is an intractable problem. Right. Like there's nothing we can do about it. And they always come to the table with, well, we tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. It's that old <laughs> Simpson line, right? Yep. It's, but it's true. It's 100% yep. true. And you could write the same exact thing that's going to happen. And they do it all the time. They make a joke about it on the, on the Onion where they say, you know, uh, you know, they, they, have a, they have a joke headline that they run each time. They have a Mad Libs headline that I saw that you could literally fill in because it happens all the time. Mass shootings happen constantly because, because there's no one willing to step up and try to fix any of these problems. And the fixes, I think, could be pretty simple. You know, high-level high background checks. I mean, people in Canada have long guns and have pistols. They just can't drive around with them or carry them with them loaded. They have to have them separate and they have to, and there's some laws around there, right? There's laws right. that protect people. They don't have the same problem we do. They do not have the same problem we do at all. And they have guns. And there's other places on in the world that allow guns that don't have the same problems that we do. If you look though, we are like one of the places, I think this lady, this lady here, this Bobert lady, she runs a fucking place in she owns a restaurant or something where they literally have open carry in the restaurant. That's her. That's like the thing is that that's the, that's the, the feature. That's that, that's what. That's like the selling point to the that's restaurant. That's the selling point is that it's open carry. And what? so, so like, of course the right is going to fall in love with this lady because she is, she's, she's like, she's like second amendment woman. She yeah. is the, she's the embodiment of the second amendment. And if, if there's anything that the Republicans are, they're wedge issue voters on two issues. And it's those two issues. And second amendment is a huge issue to them. I, I feel like we're at a point now in history where we are, there's never going to be any change in this. No, I've not. lived my yeah. whole life, yep. my whole life. There was a tiny change in the nineties, right? When they had an assault weapon, tiny little change in the nineties. But after that, there's ne there, after they got removed, there's never been another change that's been really that big. And I don't feel like it's ever going to change in my lifetime. I feel like we are stuck with this. We have to deal with the number of people that it murders and all these families that it breaks up because people like to shoot at targets and they like to go hunt. And we can, we can never change that. We can't change it because, and there's also like a whole group of people who want to protect themselves from other people with guns, which wouldn't be a problem if we didn't have the guns. But Right. You know, well, we would have the police brutality problem if the police- Certainly it, wouldn't. If, Certainly if the police were not in, in a place where they could legitimately I mean, say- don't I, get me wrong. You'd still have some fucking police brutality problems. Wouldn't and you be almost certainly bit. would have a white supremacy problem. Right. But you definitely wouldn't have the same problems that you're having now, which is right. anybody could have a gun and it makes all the all the police officers trigger fingers. That makes, yep. them, makes them itchy trigger fingers. They're ready to pull and they're ready to shoot all the time. I watched a guy with some fucking video this week where a cop literally just shot through a closed door because he heard a loud bang. <laughs> <laughs> what? He just shot. What? He, something fell or something behind this door and this cop just opened fire behind through a cl closed door. Holy shit, shot did he hit anybody? Closed, yeah, he fucking shot the dude. Oh my yeah, God. The guy's screaming, please stop shooting. The woman's screaming, please stop shooting. And he's still shooting through the fucking door. What? <laughs> yeah, he didn't, man. Even, he didn't even know what he was shooting at. He didn't no, know he like had a no target. idea. He just, he heard a loud In, bang insight. and it scared him. Oh my God. And he shot through. That's so, fucking bonkers. And, and think about it this way. What, how would that change anything? I mean, if the cops have guns, I mean, I'm not crazy about the cops having guns if we don't have guns, but I don't know. You know I mean? I, I know that there are going to be cops that are going to have them. At least some section of the cops are going to have them. But you know, the fact is, is that 
chances are most cops wouldn't have a gun. Or if they did, they, they wouldn't have the same like pressure on themselves, the fear on themselves to use it in those situations. Well, they so they be, would not be, be able to plausibly say, I, I thought, thought he, he was armed when he pulled yeah. out a cell phone, right? Yeah. Like right. nobody in, an, in, a, in a country that is not absolutely swimming in the weird way that only America yeah. is. Absolutely. That's absolutely. the thing is like uh, Americans somehow forget that the entire rest of the civilized fucking world is able to wake up and go to work and you know, they're not getting oppressed by tyrannous, you know, yeah. villains. Oh, that's so dumb. They're, Such a like, dumb there's, there, argument. In most of the world, most of the Western world is free and yeah. prosperous yeah. and safe in in ways that we are less safe. We're yeah. significantly less. The, the presence of a gun in your home makes you statistically, objectively less safe. Like if you if you're a numbers guy, you there, there the, the presence of a gun in your home makes you and the people in your home Absolutely. significantly less safe. I tell you what, if I was going through depression, if I was going through some serious depression, I would 100% call you and tell you to take my guns away from me. Yeah. I And I own guns that have, I have ammo and guns in my house. They're in right. separate places. I don't have my guns loaded. I don't load them. Right. I don't keep I don't them either. loaded. Yeah. I live in downtown Chicago and I don't keep them loaded. <laughs> right. like, are you kidding me? Why would I need it loaded? But the fact is, is like, like I would 100% call a friend if I was going through a rough patch yeah. and be like, I need you to take my guns from me. I need yep. you. Because, because statistically there's a chance I could hurt myself with them because it takes, it like takes literally a second. Yep. All it takes is one second, one calorie of energy, no thought whatsoever can go into it and you could kill yourself. Yep. Yeah, you could hurt somebody else too. A kid could find it. You know, Absolutely. like somebody could break into your house, steal your gun and then use and it in the commission somebody. of a crime. How would you go kill, kill somebody? somebody? It, th those things are all more likely statistically yeah. more likely than the delusional uh, revenge fantasy oh. that you are going to hold off the intruders at the, you know, because oh. that just doesn't, it, I mean, it just statistically is not a thing that is likely to occur, but we are absolutely obsessed with it. We yep. are constantly yep. fucking hard on for this shit. And part of the price that we pay are these horrible fucking murders, like these horrible, yeah. and it would make a difference if, see, so if we had guns and they had a, two or three shot capacity and yeah. that's it. All you have to do is create barriers, slow things down, make things a little bit more difficult. And it makes a difference. It makes people a People were difference. able to get away. There's been so many stories of these mass shootings where people were able to get away when people were reloading. Yeah. That's, and don't send so videos stories. of the super yeah. fast reloading guys. These people who do these mass shootings, they're not tactically trained weekend yeah. enthusiasts. These aren't they're, SWAT team members. Right. These are just yeah. fucking randos who bought a gun that didn't have one, or Adam Lanza, who borrowed his fucking mom's gun. These aren't guys, I can I can reload my pistol in two seconds or whatever. Great, that's because you fucking practice with it, and it's like a thing yeah. for you. It's your hobby. Yeah. For most of these guys, it's not. They're and, gonna, and, and, their adrenaline's up, they're scared, yeah. they're fumbling. Create work. Make it at least yeah. a little harder to murder people. What's yeah. the harm in, like, making... We make it so easy. We're not gonna... We're about to not pass a bill to limit magazines to 10 rounds. 10 rounds is a lot of rounds. You don't need to, if after 10 rounds, you haven't hit the thing that you want to have a hole in it, you're not going to hit it. It's not the zombie apocalypse. Man. Right. It's not the zombie apocalypse. And guess what? In the zombie apocalypse, futz with your gun and fix it and make it better. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I know. Make a bigger one, you know? All right. So representative Bobert again, um, 
The, the hashtag Lauren Boebert is so dumb began trending early Sunday after she posted some weird comments, such as this one. Here's the entire tweet. Yesterday, I put all my guns upstairs. Biden can never get to them now. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> he what does up the that stairs. mean? He tripped what? up the stairs. He tripped. Oh, yeah. Oh, because he tripped up the stairs. He tripped. Yeah, he tripped. Oh, I didn't even yeah, catch that. Just as if you would, just oh. as if you would hide your... Oh, I, I forgot. Know, hide your guns behind a glass of water if something's coming out because <laughs> he can't because he can't grab it. He can't. Yeah. His grabbers don't work, so he's got he's got to grab with two hands and lift it up. Same thing. Biden tripped up the stairs, and so that's oh, he didn't I forgot just about once. That. He fucking he dumped three it times. like three times. He's yeah, like, it was like Dick Van Dyke walking up It was so bad. It was so bad. He like fell the one time, and it's like. You know, and you you watch it, and almost all of us have been there where you fall. And you're like, and you're embarrassed. God damn it. Yeah. And because so you're you embarrassed, you fast, rush yeah. a little bit, and yep, then you, like, yep, fall again. Yep. And you're like, fuck, <laughs> what? And it's just this fucking comedy of errors. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see him do, like, a dick man, like, splits on the <laughs> stairs, and then slide down him, and then he falls backwards, and then he lifts himself back up all weird and gangly like dick man, like, does, and then Mark, that, like, and so, I thought it was a great sight gag. I was uh, like, no, it's a good sight oh, gag. Good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. He's going to start twerking I, I, in a second. <laughs> It would have been great if he got to the top and started breaking it out. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say uh, with this Lauren Boebert lady, yeah, she is Sarah Palin, Palin light, and and yes, the reason is. why they loved Sarah Palin is because she was one of those straight talking shoot, you know, you betcha ladies, you know, but she's a simpleton. Yep, she said she gives him simple. She says really simple things, very straightforward. She stays on brand the whole time. You know, she's not talking. About, she there's no nuance to what she has to say. No, she's not a just, smart lady. She there, she's literally just what she has to say is we need the guns. Yep. And then they ask her a question, and she just again ooks at him and says we need guns. Yep. And then that's it. But she, the, the the right loves that. They love their really simple message wrapped up in a uh, in a woman that wears glasses. They just love it. it a a it, brunette woman that wears, I mean, like she's perfect. She is perfect. She's going to have a long career. I think she might have a long career. Yeah, she looks as like she's nine she years old, so. As long as she doesn't get busted for letting people into the Capitol with Marjorie Taylor Greene or oh, whatever. Oh, God. Then, then maybe, then maybe she'll have a long career, but because she's perfect. She's genuinely perfect. She is, a, she is on brand. She's on message. And she's saying the most simple Easy, easy to, you know, easy to debunk things, but it doesn't matter because to their side, there's no. never, they'll never listen to any kind of. No, because the truth isn't, a, the truth yeah. isn't irrelevance. The truth yeah. is a distraction. Sure. It's what you want to be true, not whether something yeah. is true. Exactly. Mike, do you have a favorite one of these Lauren Boebert is so dumb counter tweets? Because I do. Okay. Why don't you read yours first and I'll my, find them. My favorite one, there's a picture of her in her office or study or whatever it is. And it's split screened. And, and the caption is, Lauren Berbert is so dumb that even Bin Laden had a better books to gun ratio I than her. It's so good. And it's got Bin Laden. He's got one gun hanging on a nail behind him and like a whole bookcase. She's yeah. got a bookcase just full of guns. And there's three books behind her. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Books. I don't have a favorite. My favorite is the photo at the top. Cause she looks like she's just going, Hi. <laughs> hey. 
Like she's got this like look of dumbfounded wonder yeah. that only a stupid person could have. That is genuine. <laughs> and she's true. and she's I'm kidding. She's looking at like a Tesla or something. Something very <laughs> mundane. She's looking at she's looking at a light switch or something super <laughs> mundane right now in her eyes and her and her teeth are bucked out. It's the best picture. It's genuinely the best. You need to check this picture out. Jesus, take the this story comes to the friendly atheist blog survivor of colorado shooting satan hasn't won today jesus has won <sighs> so i just want to read what this person said it is so weird so fucking weird these are two people that escaped from the King Supers grocery store, so I don't want to invalidate their experience. But they returned afterwards, um, after they they ran out through an emergency exit. They were never, it doesn't sound like, um, in sight of the of the actual murderer. They returned to the scene shortly thereafter to pray for people and comfort people who needed it. Um, and and you know what, like whatever gives people comfort, and I want to be clear, like whatever gives people comfort in a time of horrifying tragedy. But let me read what these people said. Pretty much the only reason we came back was we wanted to just sit up there and pray for everybody because I know this can be such a scary thing without God. People don't know where they're going unless we tell them about it. If they die tomorrow, they don't know if they're going to heaven or they don't know if they're going to hell or if they're going to go to heaven. And I thought like, this is a scary thing for anybody with or without God. Yeah, man. I don't think anybody in the fucking King Super, regardless of their religiosity, was like blasé and wondering if maybe the tomatoes were ripe. There's a reason <laughs> this person ran ass out the emergency exit. No kidding. And no it wasn't because they were like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to heaven anyway. I guess I'll stick around and see how this unfolds. <laughs> Can we talk for a second just really quickly about yep. the, about the again, another wave of thoughts and prayers afterwards oh, instead God, of I actions. I mean, leave it to, leave it to, of course, leave it to the right to stay on brand on that because that again is, you know, their, their, their statements are all very similar. Every single one of these yep. it's, you know, how could we have predicted this? You know, oh my gosh, this is, you know, it's a tragedy. It's a national tragedy. We need to, uh, we need to have thoughts and prayers for the families and then no action whatsoever. None. We yeah. need, we need our guns. That's uh, that's it. But the thoughts and prayers I think is the most, uh, the most insulting part of all that because they're not willing to do anything about it. They're literally only willing to wish into the sky to, for nothing. Because here's the thing: what are you praying about? Are you pr you're not praying for change? You're not praying to change anything. What are you praying about? Yeah, you're well, praying just so you could save those souls. That's it. That's yep. not. That's not. There's no. It's not that you're going to try to make thing better through your wishing here on earth. That's not going to happen. Well, the thing is, it's an entirely human problem. We don't have to pray for it. We don't have to pray no, of for not. divine intervention. No, I like I, I sort of get the idea that it, like if you believed in supernatural causality that you might be like, well, I'm going to pray for rain or I'm going to pray like, I, you know, praying for like events which are chaotic and outside of human control. But the solutions, the problems, they're all human solutions. They're all human yeah. problems. There was a Vanity Fair headline uh, that I read this week. And it was something like, I'm paraphrasing only a little bit. It was something like, you know, Republicans bravely vow to do nothing to stop gun yeah. violence again, you sure. know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, of course they are. This is like, this is always their plan. Their plan is the unplanned. Their plan is the, well, you know, we, we, 
We don't want to politicize this issue. Uh, that would be the the wrong thing to do. Well, I mean, we could try that. Yeah, we Let's could try, try it. it. Let's give it hell because doing nothing is what we've done. I when 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 twenty fucking first graders were murdered, we yeah, we, did, we nothing. did nothing. When fifty five or sixty Las Vegas people were murdered, we didn't. When all those shit. people at the Pulse nightclub were fucking gunned down, murdered, we didn't do didn't fuck care. all. Like like how many more people? Like what? What has to shock our conscience? I, I, and I actually, sure. I actually am curious. Is there anything that shocks the conscience of the right to act in a way that makes yeah. change toward guns? Is there an event? Is there a number? Is there a a, a, a victim category? Yeah, Some special know. kind of slaughter? I don't know yeah. what would shock our conscience at this point. I, I will say maybe I've I, uh, now that we talk about it I might have figured out what the thoughts and prayers are. Oh okay. And if, so if you remember the the pr they prayed to God to change the election. So oh, yeah. what they wanted to do was yeah. either change people's minds or they wanted to change the election count itself. So those are the two options. We had come up with this a while back that you know there's only really two options if you pray to God to change the election that he will change the minds of people and take away their free will and make them vote for Trump or he will just change the votes from blue to red. The same thing I think here. I think they're praying so that people will shut the fuck up about guns. I think they'll, they're praying so that they'll fog the mind <laughs> and forget right. about guns. That, that, might, that seems like the only logical way that you could think that prayers would do something if you believed in a God. Oh my God. I don't think you're wrong. That's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. that's it. Our thoughts and what prayers else go out to anybody who wants to take away my guns. Yeah. What else is it? I would, yeah. It's not, we'd like to stop this, please. No, it's certainly not. It's certainly not a prayer to stop this. It's not a prayer to change this because that's within our power. So this guy uh, who decided to return back to the King's Super to make sure he could proselytize about whether or not people knew they were going to heaven or hell. They're after running past these hand and chick tracks out <laughs> as they run out. It's like what throwing, a weird, yeah. what a weird time. Sprinting them with fucking water as they run past. <laughs> He's got a sprinkler. Excuse me, sir, do you have the good word? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's tripping people with Man. he's tripping people with Gideon's Bibles. He's just throwing them at him and they're falling over. These people all seem in a hurry. <laughs> None of these guys have any time for the good word. Uh, <laughs> Do you know where you're going? I'm getting the hell out of the King Super. That's where I'm going. <laughs> Do you know? Where you're fucking going? kidding me? I'm going to Ralph's. I'm never coming back here. Fuck. Oh, man. Then later he says in the same clip, "Yeah, we just want to like." comfort them and let them know that like Satan hasn't won today. Like, even though this thing has happened, like Satan hasn't won. Jesus is one and God is one. I think this is even proof of it. Like how beautiful these mountains are right now. <laughs> what? What the? Like, okay. What? All right. And I figured it out. This guy went to King super to get snacks. <laughs> this dude is fucking high as shit. How surreal yeah. would this experience be? Holy Absolutely shit, just ripped. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> Completely ripped. You're like, whoa, whoa, all right. But the mountains. And yeah. are my pork rinds still in you there? Could, you could be having a completely fucking mundane experience and you're completely paranoid too. Like the like the pizza man's get to get you or something. You, know, you could be having a terrible, terrible experience. Could you imagine if you were a ripped like ripping high at this point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
You know, just some guy ran, just like, I'm sick of the Rothschilds taking their blood, pedophile money, and using it for their Agenda 21 extermination program, okay? It's Bohemian growth. They meet about it every year. They have the rituals. It's on tape. Okay, listen, the Bilderbergers, just look at, look, the pizzas are there. Wake up, sheeple. It's the Freemasons working with the Knights Templar Priory of Sion. Connect the dots, okay? Mona Lisa, do the math. The Greys, Area 51. They coordinate everything. All roads lead to the Denver airport! <laughs> All right, so this next story is, it's, I mean, it's fucking, goddamn. This story is from The Hill. 12, 12 prominent people opposed to vaccines are responsible for two-thirds of anti-vaccine content online, according to a report regarding disinformation online and the spreading of it. It's a new report from the Center for Count- Countering Digital Hate and Anti-Vax Watch, most of the anti-vax content circulating online can be tied to 12 people. This kind of goes back to something we talked about a few weeks ago. And it's just, it's just, I had to, I had to just put this article in here because there's no way, there's no way you can't write a fucking script to get rid of this. Some third party independent watchdog group found that two thirds of the fucking vaccine disinformation comes from 12 people. Yeah. The the platforms this garbage is spread on could certainly have easily found this and they would have to disenfranchise a whopping 12 12 people's accounts and two thirds of the vaccine disinformation would disappear. The volume would get turned way the fuck down. They don't give a fuck, man. They don't give a fuck. The thing is like, those companies, the social media companies want this disinformation there. It's not, they're not agnostic to it. At this point, you can't take that position. They want it there because having this disinformation there keeps people on platform having arguments about it, which means they see more ads. So your fucking mom who died, she died because of fucking Facebook, man. Those people that aren't getting vaccines, People are not getting vaccines because of shit they fucking read on Facebook and Facebook wants that to happen. They want it. It is a feature, not a bug. They want that to happen. 12 people produce two thirds of this bullshit. It's not, it's it, like when your grandma fucking dies of fucking COVID because her fucking neighbor wouldn't get a vaccine. That's fucking on Facebook, man. Yeah. They had a choice to make. They have that choice to make. They could make it right now. A third-party independent watchdog group can find this information out. You better fucking believe the platform with all the metrics and all the data and the data farming and the data analytics guys. They know this. They could probably find the 25 guys who were responsible for 95% of it. And like that, tomorrow, turn the dial all the way down. And vaccine rates would go way the fuck up because you wouldn't have all this garbage being spewed into the fucking information ecosystem. But they want it there because it makes them money. Your grandma's dead because fucking Mark Zuckerberg wants the cash. You know, it's interesting. Um, Wakefield had 12 people in his trial. We talk about a tiny number of people that changed how we looked at vaccines through 12 people, right? Wakefield changed the face of vaccines for the whole world almost, a study that looked at 12 different uh, children. 
And now you look at how badly everything is getting shifted around here. Just all it takes is a small amount of people to share this much disinformation. All it takes is a tiny amount to change your mind. And, you know, when you talk to people who are on the other side of this and they talk about vaccines and they talk about how they don't want other people to control them, they don't want... But you're being controlled by a tiny subsect of humanity. It's 12 people. You're being controlled way worse than anybody out there who's being uh, injected with a vaccine because you're being manipulated by 12 people who are trying to make a profit off you in some way. And then, of course, the big uh, mega corporations that own these these social media networks, both of those are profiting off of you. And they're, and they're doing it, like you said, tiny little amounts of people, 12 people. It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't take much to get this message out there. It doesn't take it at all. No, no. They, they, there's a reason we use that term influencers, right? Because yeah. we know, I mean, the, the data tells us that a really small number of people have a disproportionately large impact on the behavior yes. of many, many hundreds of thousands of people. If that weren't true, you know, like fucking Kylie Jenner or whatever wouldn't get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for a post. No one's doing that because it doesn't generate them money. Look, right. the, the, you know, Adam and Eve sends us money because not because we produce great ads. Adam and Eve sends us money because people hear those ads and buy sex toys, which you can go to adamandeve.com, buy a sex toy, enter Gloria yeah. checkout, get 50% on almost any item. <laughs> and they free keep shipping. paying us. And, and they keep, keep paying us. Paying that's, us. How, that's, how, that's how it works. Yeah. But they don't do it if people don't buy shit. Influencers are influencers. They get paid big money because they are effective right. in moving the needle, right? Yeah. It's not because lots of people saw something. Just seeing something doesn't do anything. They change behaviors and that has a value to it. It has a monetary value. So it's not just like, well, Kylie Jenner gets in front of a lot of people. No one gives a fuck. It's that Kylie Jenner gets in front of a lot of people and then their behaviors change in economically meaningful ways. The same is true of these 12 fucking people, right? Yep. These 12 people are influencers. They influence lots of us and there will be people. There are going to be millions and millions of people who get bad information online on these garbage sites. They're going to get bad information from, and it originates from a tiny handful of people and they're going to kill themselves or they're going to kill your fucking immune compromised friend. And, and, and there's blame to be assigned here. There's real blame to be assigned here. We need to know it. And we're like, I don't understand how we're allowing ourselves to accept this. It's just a true thing. And it, it should be, entirely unacceptable to all of us. I want to say too, I was thinking the other day of a way to combat some of this. And I wonder if this would work. And I don't know enough about social media to know if it would work. But I wonder, you know, Facebook allows you to edit a post after it goes, after, after you post it, right? So if I post something, I can edit it. Right. I wonder if you posted something from our show and we got buy-in from all of the people on our show to post it and it was something that was anti-vax. So it could start to go viral and get posted on all those anti-vax sites all over, right? And then once it's there, change it to- Then edit the post? Are, yeah, vaccines are amazing or something like that. You know, like like edit the post so it looks like they shared a pro-vaccine thing <laughs> instead of an anti-vax thing. I so wonder that, if that would do. I wonder if it would spread. I don't know what that would do because the right. thing is, is that these are trusted sources to them. If you right. talk to people and you say- what do you think of this Mercola guy? They're going to say they trust him. 
right? right? They're going to say they trust him. But if they saw something come off and it not just one, you'd have to have a coordinated attack so that there was many of these people getting shared. You'd have to, I think you'd have to figure out some way because I don't know that they would just share our stuff. They would probably create their own stuff. But I, it just popped into my head because it'd be interesting to be able to share something like that and then change and it then after swap it's been shared out the message? Swap like out the message. Like a Trojan horse? Yeah, it's like a Trojan, like, exactly. It's like a Trojan horse, yeah. So it's, know, it, just, it's almost like a vaccine, actually. It looks yeah. like what it is, and then yeah. it's like, ah. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, I, but it is, it is alarming and sad. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and we talked about Trump being a super spreader of disinformation. We know that there are super spreaders. Yep. We know that this exists. We know that there are, there are people out there that are spreading disinformation. We talk about Gwyneth Paltrow all the time. And one of the reasons why we talk about Gwyneth Paltrow when we do talk about her is because she has a huge megaphone to reach so many people. And she comes off as, you know, some, she comes off as like a Rachel Ray, you know, where she's, she's selling you something that is not, it's, it's not those things at all, but she makes herself look like somebody who's just, I'm just telling you, you know, it's a simple homespun wisdom that I'm giving you. Here's some things I like. Yep. And that's going to yeah. be, and the thing is, is that they're all quacky and pseudoscience but that doesn't matter because she's, she even said out loud in one of the interviews, she said, I don't care if people don't, like if they make fun of me or talk about me, just talk about me. She's sad. Yeah. Like she's said, you know, I don't care if, if I get bad publicity because of fucking somebody sticks a jade egg up their hooch and they fucking get infected. It doesn't matter to me. Like, fucking, I don't give a shit. She didn't say that exactly, but that's what she meant when she said it. She's yeah. like, bad press is fine. Yep. She very, very much not subtly implied that. She, and she yeah. said like, yeah, I don't know anything about these products we fucking sell. She's, she's a business yeah. person. She's there sure. to make money. That's yeah. it. She doesn't give a yeah. fuck, but she pretends she does. The yeah. brand pretends it cares. Sure. Same thing with Mercola. He yeah. pretends he cares. Yeah. He's, selling you, he's selling you supplements. He's selling you garbage. He's selling you his book. He's yep. selling you all this stuff. And what he's going to do is try to convince you not to take these vaccines because- it's it's profitable for him to yep. do it because if he can discredit those other people, if yep. he could say to those other people, those people don't know what they're doing and they're trying to hurt you, that means you come to him more and buy more stuff. Yeah, there there is a there is an entire financial industry to your point that seeks to weaponize controversy. Yeah. They if if they can create controversy, it doesn't make much difference. There there's there's a massive amount of currency built around controversy. So, the you know, like the platforms profit off it, the Mercola's profit off it. Like, yeah, it, but the good guys never profit off it, right? Because nobody makes money on get a vaccine, it's free. Yeah. No one's making money on that. There's no profiteering on public health. There's nothing. So, but there are a lot of financial forces aligned to try to create and promulgate the idea yeah. of controversy because it doesn't matter what the controversy is, whether it's storming the Capitol or whether it's Q or whether it's vaccine denial or whatever it is, the fact of that controversy is what drives profits. Division yeah. right now, division is a fucking New York Times bestseller, man. And we're all yep. fucking buying it and we're spending all day reading that shit. <laughs> I just cannot imagine a scenario where I'd have to prove that I bought a donut. Some skeptical friend, don't even act like I didn't get that donut. I got the documentation right here. Oh wait, it's back home in the five, under D for donut. This is fucking crazy. This is from vice.com. Anti-vaxxers are already big mad about Krispy Kreme's free donut offer. 
I have got to read some of these fucking responses. The responses are the best. Krispy Kreme's going to be giving away people vaccines to people who are are vaccines. Donuts to people who are vaccinated. <laughs> be great if it was the other way around. This is the other way around. Vaccines for donuts. I'll go buy donuts somewhere right? else and trade them to Krispy Kreme. <laughs> you kidding me? It'd be the best uh, if you had to bring donuts to Krispy Kreme. You show up, you're like, all right, your donuts are shitty. Here's some good donuts. You're not a donuts guy, really, are you? Or? No, I'm not. No, I don't okay, really like yeah. donuts very much. Do yeah, you I'm like Krispy Kreme Chris- donuts? No, I'm not a big Krispy no, Kreme fan. No. I don't like I, them. They're like, if they're hot, one of them is okay. They're But they always leave me feeling queasy. They're very, yeah. very greasy. They're greasy. They're super greasy. They're so, not pleasant. They're not a no. pleasant donut. I don't like Dunkin' either. I don't, I mean, oh. don't get me wrong. I don't like Dunkin' either, so I'm not no. going to say that, Mm-mm. you know, like, like I think most of the uh, of the the large chains are pretty terrible, but I do like Stan's here in Chicago. I think Stan's has excellent donuts. So, so I, I do have a question. If you have, if like, if you had to get a donut from Dunkin', do you have one that you tolerate? Because I, I do. I almost, yeah, I almost always get the Boston cream, the one that's filled with custard. Okay. I like that one. Yeah, the Glory I, Hole Donut, that's my favorite. <laughs> that's all right. It is. It's the glory hole. Donut. It is glory. It is. Somebody it came is. in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It so is. it's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like it starts off finished. So how do you yeah. finish it? Like chocolate it's, long john too. I would get one of those. My those son loves chocolate long johns. I, chocolate he, long johns. Yeah, Cause I always a, feel yeah. like you get more donut. Like That's I'm what a fat he likes kid at heart. For. I'm a fat kid at heart. Yeah. So I see it and I think I'm getting a little more. I donut, get a little more right? donut. I'll have the, what do you want? What's the biggest thing I can eat? Like I, have a, I want the fritter because it's the size of a, yeah. I want a bear claw or a fritter because it's the size of a I know you have plate. a conveyor belt. I'm just going to lay underneath it and just <laughs> let the donuts fall on my face and you can just charge me for whatever. When I get up, just charge me. How's that? <sighs> what do you get? The peanut donut. Oh, okay. That's it a t- solid donut. It, it's yeah. okay. Like it tastes, yeah. mostly the peanut flavor is so overwhelming that I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. eating that. I can forget about the sure. donut yeah. portion of the program. All I, right. So Christy, I do not like their cake donuts. I'm like a, not a huge fan of their cake donuts at all. And cake donuts can be amazing, but it just depends on the donut. It depends on the place. And those ones are not good. Yeah. Not I don't, good. Yeah. Not good. I don't like those at all. I don't like their yeah. fucking jelly donut. Yeah, no, that's a bad donut. It's, uh, it's a bad, bad. It's, it's yeah, bad it's donut. A bad donut. It's bad yeah. jelly. It's a, it's also a bad place. It's just a genuinely, I don't like their coffee. Oh. I don't like anything about that place. Honestly. I don't like anything about that place. I know people fucking love Dunkin' Donuts coffee. That co- that coffee tastes like a Why stomach ache. They They're so wrong. It genuinely tastes. Yeah. Like, it tastes like it tastes like you just threw bile up. That's it's what like, it tastes it's like. It's so bad. It's it's the it is worst. So bad. It's the worst it's the coffee worst. you can buy from. Yeah, like legally. All right, so you get a Krispy Kreme donut, but you don't just get one Krispy Kreme donut. You get one every day for the rest of the year from the time that you're vaccinated. You could collect That's awesome as many as 283 free daily donuts between now and 2021. stomach aches. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tum-tum aches. They're not so, going to give you one of those hot ones. You know they're not going to give you a cold one. Uh, you go into the vaccine. Right? You're vaccinated. You're going to get sick. They're going to give you one of the goddamn free floor. ones from yesterday. You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you have to stand across the way. They pull. They say pull and then they shoot it in your mouth. <laughs> That's how Puck, it works. Punk, yeah, it's your like, teeth go <laughs> flying out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So people are losing their fucking mind. So the, the anti-vaxxers, I guess, also really don't want to pay for their Krispy Kremes. Like they're freaking the fuck out. I got to read some of these, some of these tweets. Wow, Krispy Kreme. I didn't know you were discriminating against people who feel it's their body, their choice to not get a rushed experimental shot from the government. That's like saying if you're straight, you get a free donut. What? How did you get there? How did you get there? 
All right. I, almost, I feel like we need to analyze this. giving that. something <laughs> away for free. I love this sense of entitlement people have to something that is free. Right? Well, I want it for free. Well, you didn't do the do you didn't do the thing to get the free donut. Well, I should just get it anyway. <laughs> I want a free donut. <laughs> Fatty fat fat. <laughs> hey, I took my vitamin C and zinc as preventative. Do I get a free donut for doing no. my part as well? No. 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 Did you take your fucking snake oil, you hippie? There's nothing that vitamin C and zinc are going to do to prevent you from getting the fucking Rona. Unless it has mRNA from Moderna in your fucking orange juice. Here's another one. Would you like the unvaccinated to wear a yellow star on their chest? What? Wait, they got the went to the Jews? Because not getting a free donut, Cecil... Is the, the same what? thing as being herded onto a what cattle now? car and you did sent what to now? a fucking. <laughs> How did a what now? <laughs> I can't. I am. What? <laughs> That's unbelievable. I didn't get my free donut. There's you no way that that Nazis. person. There's no way. Tom, there's no way that person didn't do that ironically. That's, That's an so ironic great. post. I can't believe uh, that somebody would sit down at their computer and, and rub their hands and say, I got him now. I got him now. And this is an unassailable argument that I'm creating here. The world's greatest internet argument. They're like blowing on their fingers, getting them warm to type this thing up. Get the fuck out of here. And I love this one too. We are getting close to the end times where there will be no buying or selling unless you have the mark of the beast. Oh, God. You're not buying it. It's free. <laughs> you just a, It's just a prizey that somebody's giving you to be nice. I, I want to say I love this idea. I love the yeah. idea of rewarding people for getting this vaccination. And I know people, there's going to be people that I know um, that won't get this vaccine. And no amount of arguing is going to change their mind. They're just not going to do it, right? Yep. And I think you change their mind through travel. I think every airline out there needs to set up a thing that says, after this point, you can't come in here, you can't get on a plane unless you've been vaccinated. Like, totally unless you can, yep. like, unless you prove that your doctor, like, cause there's going to be some people who just can't do this, right? Yeah, there's going to be right. a couple of people out there. I'm sure that can't do it. Um, you know, there's people that are immunocompromised that might not be able to, I don't know how MRNA works with those people. It might not be the big deal. It might not be as big a deal as we yeah, think. I don't know either. In yeah. any case, let's just presume that those people exist. You would need a note from a real physician, a genuine physician. And the thing is, is like, I think that you make it so that these people who don't want to do it, great. Just stay in your shitty little town forever. Don't travel. Don't go anywhere because, you know, make it so that, because they're not going to go anywhere anyway. Right. So they're not going to go anywhere. Anyway. They're yep. fucking, they're, most of these people don't leave to go anywhere anyway, but the, the genuine thing is make it so it's hard for these people to do things that might be fun for other people. And the reason why you do it is because everybody else shouldn't be paying for your herd immunity. Everybody else shouldn't be shouldn't be writing the check here so that you can be safe because chances Tom and I are going out to get vaccinated. We got we're getting vaccinated. You got vaccinated with your spouse. I'm getting vaccinated yep. with my spouse. We're gonna everybody in our circle is gonna be getting vaccinated, but there's gonna be groups of people out there that aren't gonna do it because yep. they they won't need to because the, the, how thorough the rest of us are. Yeah, and they're gonna be leaning on our shoulder the whole time, 
And they're going to be the ones that drag us back into a pandemic quickly because they didn't get vaccinated. And those variants are going to be able to bounce around inside of them and mutate and fuck everything up. Whereas we could change it all and fix it all, or at least have a, a much better rate in the future of fixing this if we all just decided, hey, let's all fix this together. Instead, you have people who are fighting against it. And I think there needs to be some incentives there to, to force these people to do it. And this is a great example. Man, I think there should be a lot of that. I think there should be a lot of carrots and I think there should be a lot of sticks. I think private companies have a role to play here um, that is in their financial best interests, right? So health insurance companies and life insurance companies have a huge part to play in this. If you refuse to get the vaccination and you don't have a medical exemption, your life insurance should go way the fuck up. Way the yeah. fuck up. Because yeah. you're you're literally just more likely to die. If I, you know, if, if I ride a motorcycle, my life insurance goes up. If my BMI is over a certain amount, my life insurance, no, life insurance. shows up. Yeah. Like yep. if I engage in things that are, I mean, the actuaries crunch the numbers, crunch the fucking numbers here. The COVID has become, I think, the third leading cause of death right now in America. So fucking your health insurance should go up. I don't want to get the vaccine. Do you qualify for the vaccine? Medically, do you qualify? Yeah, I don't want to get it. Cool. Well, your health insurance goes the fuck up, you know, yeah. or you know, alternatively, if you don't want to raise it, be like, yeah, everybody got the vaccine gets, you know, a discount for the health insurance. I want that discount. I yeah. want that free donut. I want to be able to get on an airplane. I want my life insurance rate to, to go down. I want yeah. you. They need to create enough things that you want and can't yeah. have so that it becomes such a pain in the dick to not get this fucking vaccine. It's the only yeah. way to do this. Like you have to just create all these little yeses and all yeah. these other little no's so that your life never gets to return to normal. Your life, you don't get the vaccine and you qualify for it medically. If you don't get it, your life should never return to normal properly. Yeah. Well, because it's going to be, you're always on the verge of another pandemic if more people don't get vaccinated. Absolutely. If we still have a, if we still have a, a, a breeding population for this virus, it's still going to fuck us up and it's going to fuck us up harder every time. Yeah. It's going to learn and it's going to be worse and it's going to be worse and it's going to be worse. Yep. And we want, and we're never going to fix it if we can't get everybody on board. I'll tell you this too. If I was an employer, all new employees, I know that there's some difficulty in doing this for existing employees, depending on where you live, but sure. all new employees should be required Require to be vaccinated. It. Require it. Yeah. You know? I would go, if I went to a restaurant and there was a sign on the door that said all of our staff have been vaccinated and there was another restaurant next door that didn't, didn't have, have that, that sign, time? which one would you yeah. go to? So we'd like to thank our patrons. Of course, we'd like to thank all our patrons, but we'd like to thank our newest patrons, the wandering menstrual. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So there we go. Good. Jamie. Megilla, I don't know if I said that right. I, sure, probably, it's probably we'll go with it's, it. it's probably Irish, and I pronounce it. And then Carrie, and then people who up their pledges: Kristen, Joanne, and Travis. Thank you so much for your generous donations. You guys truly make Glory Hole Studios work, and you pay Ian's salary, and you buy us beer on occasion, and you will be buying us a whiskey in a couple <laughs> weeks when we get yes. together. Uh, so thank you. If you want to be part of that whiskey purchase, become a patron today. Go become a patron. Chip in a, a dollar a show. We'll be spending your money to buy a nice bottle of whiskey when Tom and I get together. And so if you'd like to join in with the rest of the people who buy us whiskey, go become a patron today. 
So uh, we got a little bit of email, Tom. Uh, let's talk first. Uh, I wanted to uh, talk quickly and first about uh, specifically about this post here by Ryan. I want to start there. Uh, this is on okay. our face. This was on our, our Patreon page, and this is in response to last episode. So, Tom, I, I think we should read Ryan's aloud. So if you could, could you read Ryan's entire piece here aloud, and then we can talk about it. I'm listening to you lose your minds about men causing most of the violence right now, saying we need to tell men, tell our men to not rape, etc. We do tell them not to rape, Tom. Some people are just fucked up. And while I understand your broader point of needing to improve— it's so goofy to me how confused you seem as to why most violence is perpetrated by men. You've pointed out biology countless times over the years and the differences between men and women. Men are biologically built for violence, warfare, and combat. Men as a species? It's just another animal. The world is violent. Don't delude yourselves into thinking that the laws of the land are not, as they have always been, kill or be killed. While we are certainly fortunate enough to live in a time and place where violence is at an all-time low— Violence is always going to be just around the corner, and you need to prepare for violence and have a plan. Man is physically built to be able to fight and to inflict violence upon those who would come to take what is his, harm his loved ones, and to protect his clan. Violence is a reality of life. Pretending otherwise is dangerous. We are wired and built in order to inflict violence upon other human beings. And while most of us understand that we are, that, we are now fortunate enough that having to become violent is more rare than throughout our history, it still happens. But men were the ones built for the hard work and violence, not women. Does that mean women can't do hard work or become violent? Of course not. And I would hope everyone reading this would understand that is not what I'm saying. I guess I'm just confused as to why a couple of guys with such a solid grip on reality seem to be so shocked at the fact that the stronger, more aggressively programmed sex out of two options is the one that is overwhelmingly more violent. Can the world improve? Always. But what is it that we aren't doing exactly that you feel will have some massive impact on billions of years of earthly biology? There's a lot to unpack in there. There is. There is. First, I want to I want to uh, commend you for being able to send an email from the Hunger Games. Uh, <laughs> kill or be killed. That's rough. I mean, uh, to find an internet cafe in, during the Hunger Games has got to be rough. So first off, <laughs> very impressed by that. I don't I don't know. I don't know what world you live in. You don't live in the world I live in. I live in downtown Chicago and I never once for, in my, for a moment in my life thought I lived in a world that was kill or be killed. I never once thought that at all. And so when I, when I hear what you have to say, I immediately think I don't live in a world that you have dreamed up. I live in a world that doesn't have those dangers that you keep on espousing. I don't yep. feel like I live in that world. Yeah, there, there, there's a couple of things. Um <sighs> He says in here, violence is always going to be just around the corner and you need to prepare for violence and have a plan. The, the, the point of the, the, that I was making last week is that violence is male violence. The, the violence that you're worried about isn't from some separate third party violence, right? Yeah. It's it, it, like you're worried about other dudes. That's what you're worried about. When you talk about like violence is a reality of life, People, you have to protect it. You have to protect your clan, protect your loved ones. You're protecting all of that against other dudes. Yeah, and yeah. maybe there is something to 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 the idea that men are biologically more likely, as a result of testosterone or whatever, to engage in violence. Maybe that is true, but not pointing it out isn't helping. Right? Yeah. Asking women to bear the brunt 
of uh, our failures as half of this species, because at this point in society, that's a failure. To Cecil's point, the world isn't that fucking dangerous. If you live in Western society, the world isn't all that fucking day-to-day hard scrabble dangerous. It's just not, unless you're a woman, in which case it is. And it is because dudes create and perpetuate a tremendous amount of violence. I refuse to uh, accept the idea that we can't do a better job because the other reality is that most men don't commit any violence, right? Almost all the violence does come from men, but most violence happens from a small sub-segment of the male population. Hold on, so, are you saying not all men, Tom? <laughs> to, in this point, I am, because yeah. it's important. Because if we do recognize, if we do the work of being honest about it, and we say, look, almost all the violence is male, however, almost all males are not violent, then we can try to solve for the equation and figure out why a certain subsegment of the exclusively or nearly exclusively male population breaks in some way that causes them to be violent. But if we don't do that, we never fix the problem. The thing, like, yeah. No one's in danger of me randomly assaulting them. No one's in danger of you randomly assaulting them. But some people are in danger of being randomly assaulted. So the question is, what drives that man to behave so much differently than me? Are they social factors? Are they biological factors? Are they economic factors? Are they a confluence of those events? We can solve for this. And if we solve for this, we fix some of these problems. I, I yeah. if we don't rea- if we don't do a reality check on it though, if we just pretend violence is a inevitability of the human condition, that's not true because violence rates differ area to area, age to age. Yeah. Like the 90s were more the eighties and nineties were more violent than, than the world is now. Why? Well, if we figure that out, we can keep driving toward that answer. Yeah. And also biology too. I know you make a big, strong point here for biology and you keep saying biology is the factor. And why are you guys afraid? Why are you guys so surprised that, that biology is dictating this? Look, dogs can be vicious, right? And a dog, a wild dog could be very vicious, but we train dogs not to do that. Right. Even dogs that are, that are vicious can be trained to stop being vicious. We can stop them from attacking random people through training, through, through teaching them. And that's what we talked about last podcast. We got a couple of messages from people who essentially said, well, okay, so what? Well, so what? Teach people better. Teach people not to be violent when they're young. Teach them that, you know, we have these gender roles that we were brought into as children that make girls go do something else. I don't even know what the girls do, but I know I played cops and robbers. I know I shot my friends. I know I did violent things. I know I recreated pretend violence all the time as a child because that's what I was enculturated into. I constantly thought about violence and I was taught more violence throughout my whole life. We don't live in a society where that's beneficial anymore. That's not useful anymore. That's not a thing. I don't have to fucking defend my village from the next fucking village anymore. (laughs) So I don't need to teach my kids to play violent games anymore. So we need to start looking at the world as a place that has changed and that has, that is not, that's no longer as violent as it was even 200 years ago. Right. And And it's okay because we can change. Well, I think, I think that's speaking like the fact that the world is less violent in certain places and in certain times tells us that violence can be reduced. Yeah. Right. If you, if you seek out the root causes of violence, 
you can reduce it. I also, I'm not shocked that it's men. I'm yeah. appalled. Yep. There's a difference. I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. This isn't nope. like some revelation I came to last week and thought, no. oh my God, I didn't think about this. I should share it. It just was apropos to the fucking horror of the mass shooting situation. I'm not shocked, but I think it bears fucking saying. And I think it bears taking some fucking cultural and social responsibility for. It's a lot better than having the police show up and knock on the door and say, all oh, the ladies got to stay inside. Yeah. That's unacceptable. Yeah. Right, right. John asks, John sends a message and he asks if the Discord still exists. The Discord does still exist. I know it's still there. Ian will get in touch with you about it. Um, it's mostly for, we, we used to do things on Discord before we had a live streaming sort of thing going on where we would actually stream our recording. We would, we would just do a, a story to people on Discord, but we don't have to do that anymore because we have a live stream now on YouTube. Right. So we don't have to do, we don't have to use Discord for that anymore. But uh, we may find different uses for it in the future. I know in the future I wanted to do a little more gaming. And so there may be a possibility that we could do some gaming things with the gaming groups of people on our thing and do use the discord for that. But you could certainly, I know that there are people who use that discord and communicate with each other and Ian can set you up with it. We got him a couple of messages. Uh, one of them was about uh, trafficking and uh, Tom, last week we had talked about uh, the places, these uh, Asian massage parlors, how they are often uh, brothels, uh, places where, uh, and they also do have uh, there's a story that both of us read about how these places are, in fact, some of them are are associated with human trafficking. And uh, some people had had disputed that and said, you know, that they're not all that. And we want to make sure that we mention that they, of course, they are not all 100% brothels. They are also, also the places that are brothels are not 100% human trafficked places. But a non-zero number here is a horror. Right. Yeah, I, 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 so I know I said on the last episode it was often, and I think I repeated the word often uh, many times. There's a 2019 New York Times article from March 2nd um, titled, Behind Illicit Massage Parlors Lie a Vast Crime Network and Modern Indentured Servitude um, that really informed a lot of my opinions on this topic. I would encourage you guys to take a read of it. It's very enlightening and upsetting. Um, but yeah, to your point, Cecil, and to the point that was made, not all Asian massage parlors offer sexual services. So it's just, you don't know. It's a serious yeah. problem. There is yeah. a, there is a, there is an element of human trafficking that is tied to this particular business model. Absolutely. we got a bunch of messages from people who live rurally that are afraid to wear masks. They uh, don't wear masks. They will not go into places with masks because they feel like it will it will single them out. And that's a that's a huge negative. That's distressing. And, uh, it's it's terrifying. And a couple of people sent us messages and, and we read all the messages of the people who said, um, you know, specifically a couple of people in Indiana, a couple of people in different states. Uh, we got some from Oklahoma, other places. Where wherever rurally, these people are specifically afraid yep. to have this, you know, they're they're afraid to go out and and, and wear a mask. We got an image for a Trump pinata. We're going to put it on this week's show notes. Thank Ugh. you, Ramiro, for sending it in. Horrible. It looks terrifying. It looks terrifying. I'd love to hit that. We got a message uh, from, from Kia, and Kia says that uh, that they work in a hospital, and some people in the hospital are not going to be taking the vaccine. Some That's, of the nurses. God, it's so crazy. insane? Ugh. I can't believe we live in a country like that. <laughs> Just um, Tom, last thing we're going to talk about, um, someone had said, has sent a message in to say they posted a message on our on our a comment and they said, it's great that you spent five minutes discussing how men are the problem of violence, but you didn't address solutions. 
basically saying, yeah, men are predisposed to violence, but you didn't, you know, so what's the solution? It's nice to identify a problem, but a problem without a solution is just whining. Yeah, um, I, I know I, you want to address. This. I do want to address that. I reject that outright. There are the the one of the first things that we have to do is we have to come to grips with the fact that we have a fucking problem. Um, I don't have to be the one that has the solution in order to say, "Hey, we've got a problem." It's it's okay to say there's a massive problem and I don't know what the answer yeah. is. Right? Yeah, I can there's say there's a problem nothing, with immigration and yeah. and not have a solution. There, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, and there's also nothing valueless in that. And as evidence for that, not everybody agrees that there's a problem. Yeah. We got messages from people that do not agree that this is a problem. Like, I think this week, that fucking swimmer, that Brock Turner guy, got fucking released. That guy who, who raped yeah, an unconscious raped woman. Girl. Yeah. yeah. And got sentenced to six months and I, I only had to serve three. That fucking guy got, like, released. I saw a thing. Yeah. Like, we, we have a problem with male violence. And I don't... I don't have the answer. I don't have the answer for a lot of the problems. But if we pretend that there isn't a problem, nobody gets to the answer. All right. Well, we are uh, about to do a live stream. So uh, so come check our live streams out. This week uh, on our live stream, we are going to be fighting, uh, doing a, a March Madness bracket where we take all the right wing watch targets and we pit them against each other. <laughs> uh, you're going to want to check it out this week uh, on YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, we haven't done it yet, but we are sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so go check out our live streams, 9 p.m. Central, and you can check out all the past live streams on our YouTube channel and on Facebook. That's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.